Man, that's loud. <laughs> loud in my headphones. Anyway, top of the morning to you. It's uh, January 11th, uh, Tuesday morning. This is the FBTV video podcast. Now, if you are new to the uh, podcast, hey, welcome aboard. We ask that you uh, subscribe, give us a uh, thumbs up, all that good stuff. You're going to find the uh, video, the, the, the entire video podcast. It's going to be available to the clients of Tautoa. You'll find that in the FBTV Insider. So you may want to check that out. Now, if you don't have access to the FBTV Insider, obviously you're going to get the audio version of the podcast, and uh, you can uh, listen to that on your favorite podcasting app. We're trying to do these this year a couple of times a week. In addition to that, we're going to take a, a, a short out of the video podcast and post it on YouTube. And it could be one short, it could be a couple, who knows. You know, we'll uh, figure that every podcast, see what's going on. But today is Tuesday, January 11th. Today is Girl Hug Boy Day. It's that kind of like uh, Sadie Hawkins, only for hugs. <laughs> see if uh, they don't have... They don't. They don't have uh, holidays like that for guys. Because if they did, well, we all know what would happen. It'd be uh, harassment everywhere. Learn your name on. Learn your name in Morse code day. I tried to learn Morse code, and I guess I could have if I would have stuck to it. it but it baffles me. I wanted to get my ham license years ago. You can now, and they just kind of take a, uh, way I understand, a pretty easy test. You get your ham license, no Morse code required to get into the uh, hobby. But the more I got into it, the more I, I saw the government knee-deep in it. And I'm not anti-government, and I'm not anti-ham either. It's just... Uh, well, we'll talk more about the government and trucking here today. We've got a we we've got uh, the government and the vaccine rule today. We got the FMCSA wanted emergency approval for under twenty one drivers. We've got what else we got? Uh, ELDs. We're going to be talking about those. See, that's all government regulation. And well, the FCC. When it comes to ham radio, don't even get me going down that road. I used to be in radio. And the FCC, well, <clears throat> it is what it is. You know what I mean? All government agencies anymore. But another day. Milk day. Today is milk day. And it's also step in a puddle and splash your friend day. If you're having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Ezra Cornell, born on this date. Maybe the name don't sound familiar to you, but uh, Western Union does. He he uh, founded Western Union Telegraph Company. Uh, Grant Tinker, born on this day now. He was a TV producer. He was also married to Mary Tyler Moore back uh, in the day. 
Naomi Jug, Jug, Naomi Judd, having a birthday today. Amanda Peet, you might remember her from The Whole Nine Yards. That's a pretty good movie. Bruce Willis and uh, the guy off Friends. They got The Whole Nine Yards, what was The Ten Yards. And I'm waiting for those two to be bundled up on iTunes or Apple TV or whatever. So I can buy the bundle. I'm a bundle buyer. Do y'all do that? What's happening today in history? 1805, the Michigan Territory is created. 1913, the first sedan-type automobile, a Hudson, goes on display at the 13th Automobile Show. That was held up in New York. And on this date, back in 1949, anybody that was alive in 1949 that lives in L.A., you got a pretty good idea what happened this date. Yeah, you may have not have been old enough to remember. Three inches of snow fell on L.A. Hmm. What uh, we're going to be talking about today, the topic, shipper load confirmations, what the shipper would send you as a freight broker. Going to be talking about those today, what you want to do, how you want to handle those. So uh, keep that in mind. We'll get into that in a moment. Today's impossible question... Well, if I remember, we'll answer this at the end of the uh, broadcast. Or before the broadcast is over, anyway. 11% of people will make this upgrade in 2022. 11% of people will make this upgrade in 2022. What is it? I will tell you this. The answer is not Windows 11, although it could be. <laughs> no, I'm sure more than 11% of the population will make this upgrade in 2022. It may or may not surprise you. It could go back to uh, New Year's resolutions. Hmm? Anyway, we'll find out before the uh, this podcast is over. Okay, what is going on? Let's start here. Conservative justices appear leery. Of the OSHA vaccine rule that went to court on Friday haven't heard back yet as of this uh, podcast anyway several members of the US Supreme Court questioned the need for the OSHA COVID-19 vaccine rule during a special hearing this past Friday what is at issue is OSHA's vaccine rule, which would mandate that companies with 100 or more employees require their workers to either receive the COVID-19 vaccine or be tested weekly. And I'm seeing all these numbers go up everywhere. And uh, those that have, are off work due to COVID-19, I've got to tell you folks, that is somewhat, to me, it seems to be misleading Although technically accurate, if you got a household of four or five people and one person tests positive, well, the whole house is affected. So that can make those numbers go up dramatically. See what I mean? A lot of this stuff I think is going to come out in the long run where the numbers have been inflated quite a bit. Not dishonest, but inflated. You, you see what I'm getting at? Anyway, opponents contend that the rule oversteps and is unconstitutional. OSHA, meanwhile, 
says the rule is necessary, pointing to nearly 830,000 deaths in the United States in less than two years. Now, these deaths, I, I think it's going to come out too in the long run, and this is just my opinion. Everybody's got one. But uh, I've heard that if somebody went in with a uh, heart attack and died and they tested positive for COVID, the, the cause of death went down as COVID. And I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, I, was, I was in the hospital this past April. And uh, the RN, that was uh, my uh, nurse, we started talking about that COVID vaccine when it came up. They asked me if I had been vaccinated. I said, nope. And they kind of snickered under their breath and said, not me either. I'm not going to. I had a, uh, someone call me out of New York. They worked for a pharmaceutical company. And they were quitting their job. They were a sales rep for a pharmaceutical company, and they were moving to Atlanta, moving them and their family to Atlanta. And stated, their words to me was, I've got to do what's best for my family, what's safe for my family, and what's safe for my family is uh, getting out of Dodge and not getting the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. If you want to get it, get it. I just think a vaccine is something that's supposed to stop whatever it is, not maybe works, maybe doesn't work. You know what I mean? Hey, come out of the vaccine that does work. You get a shot once. You're vaccinated. You don't have to worry about getting uh, COVID-19 down the road. You're in good shape. No side effects. Hey, I'm in. Just I'm too old, and a lot of other people are too, to take a chance on maybe being one of those that uh, has a severe negative reaction to the vaccine. Know what I mean? Anyway, the agency OSHA says the uh, rule could save thousands of lives and prevent hundreds of thousands of hospitalizations in the next six months. The first stage of the rule is set to go into effect this week, which prompted the emergency hearing. Unlike in typical Supreme Court cases, a decision is expected within days or weeks rather than in months, well, considering the... Uh, the rule goes into effect this week. John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, he stated that this is something the federal government has never done. Now, even our Supreme Court justices are spewing fake news. Justice Sonia Sotomayor, during oral argument Friday... Quote, those numbers show that a Omicron is as deadly and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as Delta did. We have over 100,000 children 
which we've never had before in serious condition, and many on ventilators. Now, if you've been watching the news over the weekend, you know she's been taken to task for that little remark. That is so off the wall. Not true. It's not even funny. But anyway, who knows? The uh, Supreme Court ruling could come out today. We'll be back, uh, at least it's scheduled to be back. We'll be back on Thursday. Maybe we'll be talking more about it on Thursday. In Thursday's video podcast. All right, this is the FBTV podcast. If you want to contact us, you can. Uh, you can do that by Skype now. All you have to do is uh, go into Skype, search for FBTV. And you will find us. Let me show you. Maybe. Well, maybe I won't show you. Thought I would. But yeah, it's FBTV. That's our uh, Skype account. You can go in there. You can call us, send us a text message. If you call, we're not going to answer, obviously, but you'll get a voicemail. You can uh, opportunity leave a voicemail message if you want. But be warned, if you leave a message... We may use it. You may hear yourself on the radio or uh, in one of the podcasts or whatever. You can also send us an email, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. In addition to that, you go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. we got forms all over the place. Go to the contact page. There'll be a form there. You can uh, send us information. Put your comment in, your message, your question, whatever it might be, and uh, we will get back to you. <clears throat> All right, what else is uh, happening today? Now we're going to talk about uh, shipper load confirmations. Now, if you are watching this podcast on YouTube and you're watching this clip about shipper load confirmations, understand you can hear the whole audio podcast using your favorite podcast app. We are taking shorts out of the entire podcast, but if you want to listen to it, you can on your favorite podcast app. Just do a search for Freight Broker TV. Our topic today, shipper load confirmations what the shipper's going to send you as a broker or even a trucking company, or you should be getting them. And if you're a trucking company working with a broker, the broker's going to be making low confirmations to you as well. It's going to be pretty similar, but uh, if you're a carrier, the low confirmation that the broker is sending you is going to be part of your continuing contract between you and the broker, that's the broker-carrier agreement. Matter of fact, we'll do a topic on that here in an upcoming podcast. Now, the shipper load confirmation as a broker, that's the, uh, and if you are a trucking company, this is uh, going to be the same thing. Your customer will be making available to you, or they should be anyway, uh, what is known as a shipper load confirmation. Now, the legal term for these, the shipper load confirmations, is known as a transactional contract. Uh, some trucking companies, you may have uh, contract with your customers. This is X amount of loads per week, per month, whatever it might be. More times than not, though, it's going to be on a load-by-load -load basis. 
as a broker especially. In other words, you've got a customer, they are using you as a broker, they're making their loads available to you on a daily basis. You get a truck to move their load, you call your customer, hey, I've got a truck for that load, send me the uh, information. The shipper, the customer, will at that point create the shipper load confirmation, the transactional contract. It's going to have all the details. All the details for the load, where it's picking up, where it's delivering, any special instructions, and it's going to include the rate they've agreed to pay you. Until you get that contract in your hand, you should not dispatch the truck. You should not tell the truck any information other than what you've told them already. Don't give them any addresses. Don't give them any phone numbers. Don't give them anything until you have that paperwork in your hand. The last thing that you want to happen is, okay, you've called the customer. Hey, Jim, that load going to Dallas. I've got a truck. Send me the paperwork. All right, I'll send that right over. You're waiting. You thought, well, it's my load. I've got it. I've committed to it. It's my load now. I'll send the truck that way. You give the truck uh, truck driver, the trucking company, give them the information for the loan. Name of the shipper, address, phone numbers, whatever it might be. The truck heads that way, and uh, your customer calls you. Hey, sorry, man, that uh, load fell through. Now you're on the hook for that truck. Shipper has not sent you any paperwork yet. You have no paperwork showing... You committed to that load, or that customer gave you that load. If that uh, trucking company now wants a truck order not used fee, it's coming out of your pocket, or very well could be. Now, granted, and a, a shipper will generally, they, you know, if they got a good heart and they like you, <laughs> yeah, they may pay that for you. You may be able to go back to them and get some money for it. But don't count on it. Either way, the truck needs to be taken care of, so keep that in mind. So never send the truck to the load till you got the paperwork in hand. Now, you have the shipper load confirmation. You and that customer, you've discussed the load. You, you know what's supposed to be on that load confirmation. Check it over. Look it over. Make sure everything on that load confirmation is as you know it should be. No mistakes. No errors. Maybe the customer agreed to pay you $1,250 to move the load. You get the load confirmation. You look at it. It's got $1,000 instead of $1,250. You pick up the phone, call your customer. Hey, Jim. Man, you're ripping me off. $250 here. Tongue-in-cheek, of course. The uh, customer, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Go ahead and... Draw a line through that number and put 1250 there. No, you can't do that. Don't do that. Your customer needs to send you a new load confirmation with that correction. Here's why. You draw a line through that $1,000. You write in the correct amount, 1250 Maybe... Uh, three, four, five weeks from now when your broker goes to invoice your customer, 
they're going to use that load confirmation, that shipper load confirmation, as part of the invoice. Proof as to what they agreed to pay. If your load confirmation does not match theirs, there's going to be a problem. you gotta, you got to understand, this is three, four, five weeks later. It's not that uh, your customer is trying to rip you off. You know, they've worked a hundred loads since then. They they don't remember telling you that. They don't remember that load. And there's going to be a problem. That's going to create that distrust, and you don't need that with your customer. So you call your customer, hey, Jim, you know, you tell me you're going to pay me $12.50. You got $1,000 here. I need you to fix that, send it to me. That way you know there's not any type of mistake in the long run. Any special instructions on that load confirmation, you need to put that on the confirmation you're making available to the carrier. Don't just tell the carrier. Write it on their load confirmation. Every load, as a broker that you work, there's going to be two load confirmations. One that the shipper is making available to you. The second one will be the one you're sending to the carrier. The second one is known as the carrier load confirmation. And it will become part of the continuing contract, the broker-carrier agreement that we talked about a moment ago. And we will talk about those on another podcast. But anyway, hope that helps you with the uh, shipper load confirmations. All right, what else is going on? Now, this kind of thing. Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola is rolling out Fresca Plus. <laughs> no, it's called Fresca Mixed. I, Fresca, I like Fresca. I didn't like it so much when I was a kid. But uh, as I got older, yeah. But Coca-Cola is rolling out an alcoholic version of Fresca. That's going to be coming out later this year. You can be looking for it in uh, bottles or cans like you see uh, uh, where right, right up there. Yeah. What else going on? Uh, oh, here's something. BMW. This is, this is, this is uh, kind of creepy, kind of weird. Kind of something that, you know, first thing I saw is, man, outlaws are going to love this. Uh, police department's going to hate it. BMW is demonstrating a color-changing car. Watch this. Isn't that, isn't that trip? It's, uh, it, it can change colors. Right now it's turning black to white. That's all it can do. But, uh, yeah, I can see this this uh, being a nightmare for police departments all over the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I can uh, go from black to white in seconds. And that's for the time being. Uh, nope, it's white. Uh, color is limited black, white, or gray. That's uh Man, that's a that's a trip. Watch that. Isn't that trippy? I mean, just like that. You'd be running from the cops, take a turn, park in a driveway, change colors, and uh, you're going to watch them fly right, right by. I don't know. That's going to be a trip. Going to be a trip. Anyway, that's just uh, something they're demonstrating. Hasn't really hit the market yet, but saw that, and I thought, man, that's interesting. Uh, what else going on? Let's talk about uh, FMCSA asked for emergency approval to fast track uh, 
the under 21 driver program, pilot program. In a notice published on Friday, the FMCSA requested emergency approval of an information gathering request necessary to begin the under 21 truck driver apprenticeship pilot program. The under 21 apprentice program was included in the 1.2 million, or I'm sorry, 1.2 trillion T, not a B, Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act signed into law late uh, in 2021. The law required the FMC to begin the pilot program within 60 days after the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act was signed. The FMCSA is requesting that the White House Office of Management and Budget, OMB, approve the request by January 13th, day after tomorrow. Comments, and you can comment, and you can find links to the comments uh, for the FMCSA on this if you have an opinion one way or the other. Yes, we did comment. Comments must be submitted within five days of publication of the notice in the Federal Register. Once approved, the Apprentice Pilot Program would last for three years. I'll tell you what we, uh, what our comment was here in a moment. Well, you probably probably pretty good got a pretty good idea. I think any driver that has been around or has driven any amount of time, most of them aren't going to be a big fan of this. Not because we don't think 18-year-olds can learn to drive. It's the maturity level. Now yeah, we'll get into it now. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to say, hey, if if uh, 18-year-old can go to war, they could pull a trigger, be a target in the military, they should be able to drive a truck. Yes and no. I, I see your point. I really do. But the thing, that there's a big difference between a teenager just out of high school hopping in a truck and learning how to drive a truck and an 18-year-old going through into military, going through basic training, I mean tough basic training, and then uh, infantry or whatever else they're going to be trained for. I mean, they know there are consequences if they do not follow the rules. 18-year-old, just out of high school, I don't know. I, I, the training's not going to be boot camp type training to learn how to drive a truck. You know it and I know it. Uh, the 18 to 21 year olds or 20 year olds, they, they don't know what mentality is. They're going to live forever at that age. I, I remember me and uh, it's very possible they're going to take chances that somebody that was older, more mature may not take when operating an 80,000-pound, 70-some-odd-foot vehicle going down the road. And more than likely, what's going to happen if this passes, uh, when they get out there and get solo, they're not going to be given the brand-new equipment. They're going to get the old stuff. I don't think there's a trucking company out there anywhere that uh, wants to uh, put a... uh, 18-year-old and a brand new piece of equipment, $150,000 truck, you know what I mean? Any used trucks are even high dollar nowadays, but uh, we'll talk about that Thursday, I'm sure. 
Well, we've been talking about it. Uh, the price of used trucks are just stupid money nowadays. But anyway, during the pilot program, apprentices will complete two probationary periods during which they may operate in interstate commerce only under the supervision of an experienced driver in the passenger seat, pretty much like the learner's permit is now. The first probationary period must include at least 120 hours of on-duty time. Okay, there's uh, two weeks. <laughs> in which uh, at least 80 hours are driving time in a CMV, commercial motor vehicle. Uh, I mean, come on, that's two weeks. To complete this probationary period, the employer must determine competency in interstate city traffic, rural two-lane, and evening driving. Evening. Why don't you put night? Night driving. Safety awareness, speed and space management, lane control, mirror scanning, right and left turns, and logging and complying with rules relating to hours of service. Uh, pretty much general stuff, things that any driver would have to do. The second probationary period must include at least 280 hours of on-duty time. And I'm assuming that 120 of that comes from the first probationary period. I don't know. doesn't say. But anyway, including not less than 160 hours driving time in a CMV, to complete this probationary period, the employer must determine competency in backing and maneuvering in close quarters. Pre-trip inspections, fueling procedures, weighing loads, weight distribution, and sliding tandems, coupling and uncoupling procedures, and trip planning, truck routes, map reading, navigation, and permits. <laughs> Pretty much truck driver stuff, you know. After completion of the second probationary period, the apprentice may begin operating CMVs in interstate commerce unaccompanied by an experienced driver. Pretty much same thing you got to do to get a CDL. You go out with a trainer and once that trainer says, okay, you're good to go, see ya. Trucking companies participating in the pilot program are required to submit crash inspection and safety data to the FMCSA each month. Well, that happens anyway. Highway safety groups have spoken out in opposition of the teen trucker pilot program. I'm not saying all teens wouldn't be able to do this, but I'm saying how long before somebody dies, gets killed, because some... Some young whippersnapper. No, some, you know, somebody... I'm not knocking it. I, I get it. You know... As a teenager, I remember those days. We did stupid stuff. There's no, there's no room for error in a tractor trailer. 80,000 pounds going down the road. This is what blows me away with autonomous trucks. I mean, come on, you know. As a matter of fact, would I rather have an 18-year-old driving a truck or autonomous truck? Give me the 18-year-old. I'd rather see an 18-year-old in the driver's seat more than autonomous because we know that computer's going to mess up. Kids going to mess up, we just don't know when, but our fingers are crossed that they don't. All right.
Now, let's talk about trucking accidents increased after <laughs> after the ELD mandate, which uh, was supposed to help help safety. Study finds trucking accidents are up after ELDs uh, were implemented on, on its way to publication in the Journal of Operations Management last year, a study by researchers at the University of Arkansas, Go Hogs Go, highlighting a significant outcome of the electronic logging device mandate that was implemented fully in 2017 and 18. The mandate, the study concluded, did not result in any reduction of accidents its implementation correlated, rather, with an increase in both accidents and in recorded unsafe driving incidents, specifically speeding. Somebody sitting behind a desk that has no clue about trucking should have thought about this in the beginning. Of course, the ELD is going to force a driver to have a heavy foot so they can get where they need to go before they run out of time. Yes, it's going to increase speeding, therefore probably increasing accidents. <clears throat> it was after the ELD came out that uh, I saw a lot of drivers leave the industry, get out of the truck. That's pretty much the last straw for me. Uh, let my uh, CDL go. Although I could get it back now. <laughs> without having to follow the rules of the uh, new thing coming around the corner. Anyway, researchers found that compliance with federal hours of service regulations has significantly improved. Yeah, well, <laughs> compliance improved. It had to. How could it not? Despite higher levels of hours of service compliance, <laughs> even though more people were Keeping the law, when it came to logbooks, they found that the number of accidents increased for most carriers after the ELD mandate took effect. This was especially true for independent owner-operators who saw an 11.6% increase in accidents in small fleets between 2 and 20 trucks with a 9% increase. An analysis of unsafe driving violations for different sizes of carriers showed an increase compared to violations before the mandate took effect. Our results indicate the electronic logging device, and these, this is according to uh, Andrew Bothrop, research associate in the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the U of A. Anyway, he says the results indicate that uh, the electronic logging device mandate did not immediately achieve its goals of reducing accidents. The ELD mandate coincided with an increase in unsafe driving and speeding citations among truck drivers. And this likely caused an increase in accidents, you think? <laughs> this is what I've always contended. You put people behind a desk up there in Washington, D.C. They have nothing to do but come up with stupid ideas. They bounce it off people who have no knowledge of the industry. They may bounce. They keep on bouncing it till they find somebody maybe in the industry that agrees with them. But if you probably did some research on that individual, 
you would probably find that uh, their experience in the industry wasn't that uh, fantastic to begin with. A lot of these people are making the decisions in trucking. They they wouldn't they wouldn't know how to downshift to save their life. They couldn't back up a truck to save their. They probably can't even back up their own boat. You, you know what I mean? It is what it is. All right, let's move on to the weird. An Australian man. Hey, there's nothing against uh, you Aussies. Just one guy. We've got him up here in America too. An Australian man fell in love with his robot. You think I'm kidding? That's him. That's him and his robot. Uh, he said he had given up on finding a human partner, but claims to have found the next best thing, a humanoid robot named Emma, a couple of years ago. He read an article about robots powered by artificial intelligence and decided to look into them. He found one that looked so lifelike she could move her head, neck, smile, even talk, so he decided to give it a shot. Meet Emma. After uh, attaching her head and changing the language setting from Chinese to English, the courtship began. He fell in love. He says with each conversation, she becomes smarter, soaking in, soaking in new information. He says he can't imagine life without his Emma. He hopes someday that uh, Australia will allow him to become the first person to marry his robot. That's off the wall weird. That's just off the wall weird. I mean, uh, no comment. Taco Bell selling $10 monthly taco subscription. If you can't get your old taco on, now you can get a Subscribe for 10 bucks a month. Taco Bell is rolling out what's argu arguably the tastiest subscription service yet, Daily Tacos. For 10 bucks a month, Taco Bell customers can get one taco per day for 30 consecutive days. 30 tacos, 10 bucks. The national program called Taco Lovers Pass is available to purchase beginning Thursday. For members of its reward program and those that have downloaded the Taco Bell app. A variety of tacos are included in the subscription, including a soft taco, spicy potato soft taco, crunchy tacos, and its Doritos tacos. Once a customer subscribes, there will be a special section within the app that is unlocked and customers can add a taco to their cart during checkout. It says here the Doritos Locos Taco Supreme was the most redeemed taco during the pilot program uh, in Tucson last September. Anyway, now you know. Alright, what else in the uh, Did You Know department before we get out of here? 60% of adults say technology has made them worse at remembering birthdays. Phone numbers too. How many of you remember, how many times are you asked for your own phone number and you don't even know what it is? That's because you never call yourself. 55% of us will celebrate Valentine's Day this February. 
Around 68% of us are tired of the news. Duh. 28% of people know someone who has left someone behind while on vacation. Ah, oh, my wife. What happened? <laughs> Talk on it. Let's see. According to a study, about 5% of Americans has a $100 bill on them right now. I'm in the 95% that don't. All right, let's 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 wrap this up on this Tuesday. Uh, today's impossible question. 11% of people will make this upgrade in 2022. I told you earlier the answer is not Windows 11. It's their partner. Maybe because they got left behind on vacation. It's their partner. Okay, see you Thursday. Thursday, we're going to be doing another one of these uh, video podcasts. Again, the video podcast, video part of the uh, podcast is going to be available to the Tautoa clients. If you're not familiar with Tautoa, check us out. Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We're based in Arkansas. We've been uh, in business for, geez, 25 plus years. Goes back a long time. We uh, help people become freight brokers, freight broker agents. We consult uh, trucking companies, freight brokerages, even those starting out as a uh, freight broker agent. We uh, have guaranteed placement. The way the placement works, if you're wanting to start out as a freight broker agent, you can enter our mentorship program, the TMP, Tautoa Mentorship Program. It allows you to, uh, once you complete a training, to be placed through us under a licensed broker so you can begin your broker operation. That allows you to begin uh, gaining experience, building a customer base, you know, getting your operation rolling. So at the end of your mentorship, you can go out here, get a contract as an agent with the company direct, start your own brokerage. But either way, once you complete the mentorship program, move on, then you will have a consulting period that follows that mentorship program. So even though you're not in the mentorship program anymore, you still have the benefit of the consulting. Uh, check us out, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com, Tautoa.com. All right. All right, like I said, we should be back Thursday unless something goes terribly wrong. Uh, but until then, hey, have a good Tuesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll see you later.